Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Tyler. And this, this is, is the Capcom, Capcom Show. I don't know how much. Thousand dollars. I got a question for you. How much does it uh, cost for a non not my president person to turn into a fan of President Trump? How much? Thousand dollars. Damn. All right. So we're back with our uh, March current events episode. Um, kind of excited for this because there's been a lot going on. If you've been living under under a rock for like the past I don't know three months, you would uh, not know that there was actually a very serious virus outbreak going on right now um coronavirus or novel coronavirus 19 as it's called uh i think Te- I technically know. i don't know COVID-19 is what covid 19 is what everyone's calling it and i'm just i'm just saying it coronavirus it's just easier yeah. or the virus the the I like, virus I like, it, I like it better as the virus as it adds like a sense of oh shit to it <laughs> or just say he got the corona <laughs> he got a corona did you see that dad joke of uh, the guys in the fucking bar? And, he, and he's like asking, hey, uh, he's asking the, the bartender, hey, can I get a Corona without, hold the virus? Hold the virus. And then the, and then the meme just shows the bartender's face of that kid going, <laughs> so funny. But I, uh, I actually made the joke when I was at, uh, when I was working at my fast food job on Monday. And uh, pretty much what, I, what it was is I looked at, looked at my friend and I was like, so, uh, no, it was Saturday, but I'm like, I'm going to get like a six pack of Corona, put it in the back seat, and like on my way home, I'm going to call the CDC back, Peter report a case of Corona, yeah, <laughs> six pack in my back seat. <laughs> but anyway, so essentially what the uh, coronavirus is, is it's a, it's a respiratory infection. It's, it's a virus, obviously. Um... It has very flu-like symptoms. Obviously, it's essentially it's very similar to the flu, but flu, but it's it's a little different. I'm gonna pull up the World Health Organization here, their page on it. Say, coronaviruses are a large family of viruses that cause illnesses ranging from anything such as uh, Middle East respiratory syndrome to severe acute respiratory syndrome. Pretty much, they're all designated. They're, they just they're just attacked respiratory. Mm-hmm. Um, this specifically goes into your lungs. Yes. Uh, zoonotic, meaning that they are transmitted between animals and people. Uh, designated detailed investigations found that SARS-CoV transmitted from civet cats to humans and MERS-CoV from dromedary camels to humans. I, I, that's a new word to me. Okay. I don't know. I heard they did. It was made via gene splitting. Is how I heard they were. This, it was made. One, uh, I. That's, that's, from what I heard, it was it, it came from SARS, so it might have came from cats. I don't know. I don't, uh, know. I don't know. Well, even floating theory is that it came from a bat too. Yeah, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of theories as where this came from. Um, pretty much what it is though is it, it uh, common signs of infection include respiratory symptoms, uh, fever, cough, shortness of breath, breathing difficulties, you know, sore throat. Pretty much, if if it hurts to breathe, 
Yeah. Yeah, that then it's time to go into urgent care or an ER or something. And what the normally this this wouldn't be much of a panic. Uh, flu like symptoms diseases are they're actually pretty well easy to maintain, especially if you're, you know, in a decent age group. Um, and you don't have any any un, unnatural health ailments. Yeah, but the, the problem with it, and the, the reason why the state is going fucking nuts and everyone's going fucking nuts over this, is because um, it has a... Uh, God, I fucking... I had the name for it, but I forgot it. Um, it's pretty much what it is. It's it's airborne transmission. Oh, yeah. Um, once it's in, once someone's infected by it, it has a three day gestation period, and for those it can take know, it can take up to like a what, fourteen two weeks, four, two, yeah. two weeks for it to show any symptoms. So you can carry so it you without can be even having it. Like I could, all three of us in this in this apartment right now could be contagious and not know it yet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's the scary thing about this is normally it, it takes three days so on average, but again anywhere from two to fourteen days you could be contagious and not know that you have the you have the disease. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the scarier part about that is when it's in your lungs and you're breathing, even if you're not coughing, as you're breathing, you're breathing it out. Yep. And anyone in a six foot radius of you, if they somehow manage to breathe in the same air that you breathe out, you can get they it. They get it. They get it. That's why everyone's going all, you know, that's why there's a lot of even, panic, yeah, all the, the state. I saw several people when I went to the store, uh, the yesterday, a lot of them were wearing ha- not the, the the those breathing masks things. Yeah, yeah. Those respirators. Um. There's been a and of course with with any great uh with any great crisis I guess um and I use I I'm take I'm using crisis very loosely here and very well actually probably more serious as usual because the th- the thing I'm about ready to compare it to is not a crisis in comparison to this um. A lot of times, uh, especially in Michigan during the winter time, what you'd expect being in Rish- in Michigan, knowing that the winters are shit up here, you would expect people to be like, oh, there's a snowstorm coming. Well, I better, uh, you know, plan ahead of time. No, literally the day before the snowstorm hits, even up to the last fucking hour before the snow starts falling, people are out buying everything like fucking madmen. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, it's not even organized chaos. It's just pure chaos. And... Like I walked into the local Meyer uh, <laughs> Sunday night before I went in before I went into my factory job, and I'm like, I live in this rich right neighborhood because I can fucking tell you. As soon as I walked in, I look over, I see the grocery because I walked in the grocery side, yep. right where the fucking kale is. It's not there anymore. It's fucking all gone. I'm like, all these motherfuckers buying. Kale. Dude, seriously, <laughs> I was looking all over for fucking bananas. Yeah. And I couldn't find any, and the close, and the, although I went to uh, one of those. Uh, uh, it's kind of like Sam's Club, but it's like it's, a wholesale it's a wholesale place. place. They they didn't have any bananas, but they had plantains or plantains or whatever they're freaking called. Yeah. And so yeah. it's basically a very similar version. But I'm just like, it's freaking bananas, and I can't find any. Alrighty then. Um, a lot of the a lot of the problems that are coming up, especially with that whole girl, is toilet paper. Yeah, really. I don't understand why. Did you see the... Oh, you saw the video. It doesn't even cause the shits, by the way. It's all respiratory infections. And they, I think I think it's because people say flu-like symptoms and they immediately think, oh, oh shit, my brain's out. I don't, I don't understand it. You don't need that much fucking toilet paper. No. Even... If, you, even, have, if my, you have to buy like three packs of toilet paper for a one-month staying period, my friend, you need a doctor. You need a urologist. 
college just yeah, because yeah, you have some bad things you, happening. Your, your bladder is uh, not good. <laughs> um, of course, and a lot of times, and there was actually a case, and I'm, I'm going to open up a new tab right here for this, and I don't know, because I, I don't know if I, I don't think I told you about this. I, I imagine you heard about it. Um, price gouging. Yeah. And the whole thing about it is um, the what it is is there was a man I believe it was in Kentucky who bought seventeen thousand of yeah, hand sanitizer bottles. Seven, yeah, I found it's an NY Times article. Uh, he has seventeen thousand seven hundred bottles of hand sanitizer, and this pissed off so many people because this is obviously price gouging like this man went out bought it wholesale and it wasn't like he was planning on donating it because you know anyone could fucking you know buy go out buy like one pack and donate it you know mm-hmm. it's, there's no individual to do that this is enough to you know i hate fucking saying this you know when you see a drug dealer who has like two pounds of like whatever kind of product you know he's not going to fucking use that all himself he's 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 selling it of course it's the same thing with this this is seven does he ain't going to use all that He's definitely not donating it. That is a lot of product to be having. Mm-hmm. He's selling it, and he's probably going to sell it at a really a fucking absorbent price. Even on Facebook with with TP, I've seen twenty five bucks a roll trying to get you know money. Yeah, out of really. Um, it's it's definitely a problem. It's definitely a problem. The thing with the the price gouging, like in this case, the guy, I don't know when he when exactly he bought it. Does it say? Uh, what was the price he actually bought it at? I know it was March first. They 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 went out um driving around Chatt- Tennessee. It was Tennessee, Chattanooga. Uh, they went to Dollar Tree, a Walmart, a Staples, and a Home Depot. At each store, they cleaned out all the se- all the shelves. They just bought all the fucking bottles that they could find. So basically, they stocked up for a while. Yeah, this wasn't at a one the, one time thing. Yeah, over the next three days, Noah Colvin took. 13, took a 1,300-mile road trip across Tennessee and into Kentucky, filling a U-Haul truck with thousands of bottles of hand sanitizer and thousands of packs of antibacterial wipes, mostly from a little, mostly from little hole in the wall and dollar stores in the backwoods. His brother said the major, major metro areas were already cleaned out. So he was going to places that were pretty much remote that wouldn't have a lot of people to, you know. Yeah, like dollar stores and stuff like that. And he was he was pretty much inflating inflating their uh, their demand for that product. That's fun. Um, the whole the whole problem that I that I know myself I, I have price gouging is, I first off again I fucking hate currency so I I don't think price that's is just I really think that's just the beef here is it's all about the currency yeah aspect um, and then and then you take it it <coughs> excuse me um, you take it and you have a certain certain issue where. You'll go out, you buy this thing, and you know it's scarce. So instead of donating it, you're like, "Fuck it, I'll make a profit off this." People need this, you know. Not not, not TP, you know. If you have bidets, which by the way, if you haven't gotten a bidet, well, the other thing too one. is that if it's if it's if the coronavirus is airborne and respiratory, yeah, you can't clean the fucking air. I mean, if you got Lysol disinfectant spray, yeah, you spray all around you, but that's only going to do so much well, unless you're around the person. Yeah. The only way, the only way you're going to escape it is by quarantining yourself. So yeah, that's the thing. So hand sanitizer, yeah, it keeps the kills and germs, but that's not going to. It's then, not a very good method of even trying to prevent it. And then you got like people like myself. Like I have eczema, 
And there is a such thing as over-moisturizing. Like, my skin usually dries out pretty easily. So I usually, you know, I keep lotions around and whatnot. Um, dude, it's been hell. Like, when I'm at when I'm at work on my fast food job, like, every fucking ten minutes I'm washing my hands, dude. My, they my, dry as they shit. Get, they get dry as shit. And I I was happy because now that the warmer, the warmer temperatures are coming back, you know, 50s and 60s, I'm like, sweet, my skin won't decide to be like, oh, is it time to bleed? Yeah, um, time to crack. Yeah, fuck that now. I have to wash my hands all the time. So yeah, no, they're bleeding twenty four seven again. So that's that's great. Um, I love it too because it makes me feel like it makes me feel like I'm more open to, to get it now because it's a direct path in the bloodstream. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's, there's a whole bunch of that. I, I'm getting it on my face now. So now I'm instinctively touching my face, even though I'm not fucking supposed to. I think the average person what they touches their face within like, like five five times of every like two minutes. Yeah. It's like, it's just, you know, it's it's insane what people will go through. Like, they know that there's an actual crisis going on. They know that these people need these. And those infant formula, for fucking Christ's sakes, was one of the things that they started price gouging. Which, by the way, I'm a for proponent for stealing uh, infant. I, I shouldn't say stealing. Stealing implies illegality to it, which... You can't know, technically can't, say that. Yeah, you can't say that, but... um. There is there is already price gouging going on in the infant formula market with Nestle, uh, and there's there's a whole bunch of ethical shit wrong with what's going on with it, with baby formula. But the fact that you're going to fucking go out, buy up all of it, and then price gouge it again for your profit, like fucking buy two fifty dollars each, mind you, bottles of infant formula and sell them at a hundred dollars each to make, you know, double double the amount that you spent, makes fucking no sense to me. Um, they have a Nerf gun in this image. I'm sorry, I just got distracted. I want to close that now. Uh, <laughs> I just seen Nerf. I was like, ooh. Um, I know. Uh, essentially, the stance again, like with from all left anarchists that I've seen, is uh, they're all against price gouging. Essentially. Well, yeah, because that's essentially that's, and I mean, technically, what this man did was, it was. Um, he didn't. He didn't exploit anyone. He didn't exploit anyone immediately. But the issue was, is that he was exploiting a, a national crisis and he was exploiting a scarcity that was not for once being artificially generated. It was genuine. It was a scarcity that was around because people didn't expect it to happen because of manufacturing scarcity. And the issue with that is, is he robbed so many people of getting this because he wanted to make a profit. He's seen a profit motive, and he's like, "I'm gonna get that." See, here, here's the thing: like, I, I, I'm against doing that as an individual person. But if you're talking about a business, like, and this is the argument that I see a lot was, "Oh, well, they what what they can what stores can do is essentially just limit the number of items you can get." Well, the thing about that yeah, is, which, which they are doing, like, I see they are doing, they do it now. They're doing it anyway. But the thing, the thing there is, okay, say so you've got a family of five, okay? Yeah. If you got people in the family that are even above 10 years old guess what you can all split up and buy the amount individually yeah and, and you can do that multiple times at different stores and i've yeah. seen families do that yeah and so that's not really you can still it's a little bit more of an inconvenience but they can still ha- get the same amount it's just like i said a little bit more of an inconvenience but if you increase the price they can't get around that yeah and they only and they're limited by how much money they have yeah and so this is one of those things where I it actually kind of makes sense to price gouge. Another thing, too, is when you have a retailers, right, that have all this 
all the sanitizers, wipes, and everything, and yep. increase the price. Okay, so you get a higher demand than yeah. you have a supply, right? So the supply is running out. Yeah. The demand is way up there. Yeah. So, when so you, naturally you have to make more of the supply, which means you're going to have to drive prices up anyway. So, yeah. it's And since the price increases, that's the profit motive that says, hey, this thing is really profitable. Let's make more of it. And that's essentially the problem with the war on drugs. Yes. Yes. Um, the, but aside aside from that, I don't want to get sidetracked. I'm sorry. Um, we both agree this guy's a piece of shit. Oh, fuck yeah. He is a total Because piece of that's shit. totally unnecessary. But I don't think, in term, like I said, in terms of big retailers, though, it, yeah. it makes sense to increase prices. Oh, yeah. No, like I get that. And I understand that. That's That's just, to myself, that's. You know, some some can't fucking speak today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. My brain's on on short circuit right now. Uh, symptom symptomatic, symptomatic is the word I'm looking for. It's symptomatic of uh, capitalism. Um, it's you know supply and demand will drive prices up. There's a there's a manufactured scarcity that you know they can they can make as much as they need for it, but they they don't want to because they need that demand to drive prices up anyway. And whether that whether if I know that to be true or not, I don't because I'm not I'm not involved with the decision making in that process. The thing is, yeah, the more supply you have, the the, the lower the price is yeah. gonna get. <clears throat> well, that's that's one of the things that I, that are like for the price calculus of the individuals that are doing it, um, because them buying that <clears throat> sends the message that pe- that it's a high demand. Doesn't necessarily say that one person's buying this. It just says a lot of people are buying this. So, well, I mean, it's, like it's, at that point, your market's skewed because now you're making all this product for one dude to come by and buy, statistically, instead of all these other people. But he can only buy so much, yeah, by himself, and that's and that's the thing. I mean, he doesn't have the same ability to buy right. as much product as a retailer does. Right. And uh, aside from that, rather rather if you're an uh, your anarchist standpoint, um, if it you know per whatever your stance is on a. Uh, price gouging i think i think the bigger part about this was the fact that the state probably saved this man's life um in this case yeah he actually did because he had a whole fucking angry mob about him people were fucking furious about this they i literally watched as they doxed him and found out where he lived and everything they just they fuck because they he took a photo like a dumbass of all of his stuff behind him and they were able to trace it back to the same fucking warehouse in the same the same storage unit where he was storing everything at. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, everything was right. Now, here's the thing. The government was pissed off because he had intent to distribute. And he got out of it because he said he wanted to donate it to charity. And that's what happened. He already paid his tax on it. What he was going to do was he was going to sell it to people at an upcharge. Now, the government didn't care about that. Business is business. Oh, what that, they oh, that... cared about was their money. Oh, I mean, they did care about it because yeah. they would prefer if if he's got that much product to tax it. To tax it. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. I know. I know you'd probably end up agreeing with me on that because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. They fucking. They're like, hey, ta- we're taxing this, and essentially, they wanted to get the tax twice off that, and that's yeah. why. That's why you know they they essentially saved his life because they just had him donate it. Now I'm not saying that the dude's you know going to walk free. I can guarantee you there's probably some people out there who hold grudges over the stupidest shit. Um, but I, I'm not going to blame a whole bunch of people for holding a grudge on that guy. No, no, fuck no. But moving away from price gouging, as it's 
we kind of, you know, it's here or there. Um, it's always going to be symptom symptomatic of uh, capitalism, as long as it as long as it stays around. Supply and demand will always call for a change in prices, and sometimes if you know people will take that in their own hands and fucking jack up prices. Unless so we much. until we get to a post scarce society, I mean, it's it's going to happen anytime. There's going to be some yeah. sort of crisis. My my biggest problem with price gouging doesn't really come with uh, antibacterial wipes and hand sanitizer. It comes with medicine, you know, like insulin. Oh, yeah, with the, all the patents and the big pharma yeah. shit. Now, the polio vaccine was made three bucks. Like, they did They, they made it really cheap. Yeah, they didn't. And the thing is, is, um, I seen it. It was it was a Twitter post. I don't know if I should. I don't think I did. The Twitter post where someone was talking about, like, you know, a coronavirus vaccine. Because there is one that's being made right they're, now. Yeah, they're in development for it. Um, Although I will... Oh, this is another thing we, we got to talk about. Um, continue, though. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll wait until you figure it out. I have it saved on my phone. I'll just okay. bring it up when you're done. Um. So what it is, is uh, it was a post that someone was talking about, like, oh, uh, socialized Medicare, which I do believe that socialized Medicare would probably help out with this. Because some people out there, they don't have medical coverage. So... They get sick, they're fucked. You know, they're they're gonna either have to run the course without any treatment and hope that it hope that they survive, or they're just gonna walk around and spread it to everyone else, not knowing that they have it until they have it. And I think that that is something that we shouldn't be fucking around with right now. Like, and uh, and then someone was like, "Well, if I wanted a vaccine, if I wanted to make a vaccine for it, why would I? I I'd want to do it for profit." Like, why would you do that? You know that people are out there getting sick, getting infected because there's no vaccine for it. There, because there's there's not a lot of preventative measures for this. Because this is a relatively new... Strain. This is a brand yeah, new strain. brand new strain, brand new plague kind of thing. And the funny, funny thing is, by the way, and I don't know if you listen to a lot of cap, cattle decap, but uh, no. back to plague, that's, that's, I've been fucking bumping that for the last month. Because it's, it's just... I know it's about bubonic. Uh, you're seeing a pesticist, but... Uh, it's it's fucking great. I love that song. Um, anyway, but uh, essentially, it's just there's a whole lot of things going on around it where it's like, if if profit motive is behind making something that you know is going to help out millions, possibly even billions of people, and you want to be like, well, where's my money? Eat shit. Like, I would I would rather cut profits. Like, I would rather take a financial loss. Knowing that something that I produce will save millions upon millions of lives. The thing is, how much of a loss can you take before you can't do that anymore? That is true, and norm normally a lot of like a lot of vaccine research, um, it's usually government funded. So I mean, I mean it's usually it usually is funded by by private and public uh, investors alike. So I, I believe that most before the like a long time ago, it actually was all privately funded. I remember uh, it wasn't tuberculosis. Tuberculosis was all, it just happened on itself. Um, I don't even think that has a vaccine. I think it's just penicillin that they, that they did for that to treat it. That I don't know. Neither of us are medical professionals. I, I, do, have, I do have a lot of background because I, I do have a lot of friends who are doctors and my, myself, I fucking study it. But yeah, I'm not a professional. So I could be fucking wrong. I could be right. Just a I grain of salt. Just a grain of salt, pretty much. Um, I'm just a dude who makes plastic parts for a living. Let's be honest here. Uh, <laughs> I sit behind same. a computer all day. <laughs> Makes stuff that's out of plastic. 
We're both plastic people, okay? Live, live with it. Um, essentially, what I was, what I mean though is, uh, what's, God damn it! It wasn't. I know I mentioned the polio virus or vaccine being like three bucks a patent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to figure out what it was. It was the flu shot. The flu shot. Um, fucking Spanish. Uh, nineteen eighteen pandemic. Flu pandemic. Uh, that the Spanish flu. One. Yeah, the Spanish flu. Sorry, that was a that was a world salad that I just threw your way. Um, I heard I guess, a few. I heard a few people talking about that and how it was a lot worse. Uh, well, it was the entire world got affected except for like one island somewhere. Yeah. Um, the reason why it was World War One at the time, you know, they had a big war going on. Everyone was fucking fighting and bringing it back home, and it just fucking got rough. And the reason why it was called Spanish flu was it actually broke out in the trenches between German Americans and you know, uh, yes. allies and central powers fighting each other, but. No one wanted to report it because, you know, then, oh, no, we can't have a war anymore. We can't have that. Spain, yeah. Spain was like, wait a minute, we're neutral. There was a flu, guys. There was a flu. And then everyone's like, ah, oh, Spain has a flu. And everyone's like, ah. <laughs> um, I, I, I do want to talk about this, though, because I know, like, the whole vaccinations and everything, like, I don't think that there should be a profit motive behind medic, medical coverage. But that's something that's something that we could say for a different day and, and probably for an actual episode down the road. Um. What I do want to talk about, though, is... And I did talk with you a little bit about this beforehand. Um, I've noticed a lot... Like, my family members had symptoms that are similar to the coronavirus now. Um, my wife had some. Yeah, later later on last year, right? Like No, just recently. Well, fucking shoot me down right no, now. No, no, no. It's <laughs> not the reason you were thinking of. But... but <laughs> um. But, like... And then I had a couple co-workers have the same thing. And it was all, like, anywhere from, like... October, November, December. They they thought it was you know just regular flu because that's you know when the flu season starts. Yeah. Um, but they didn't have the same symptoms that they would have with flu. You know the the you know the sore stomach. You know the 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 aching lymph nodes, aching joints and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just, um. It was just cough, sore throat, chest pains, you know, shortness of breath, whatever like a respiratory infection mm-hmm. and all they were diagnosed with was a viral infection and apparently there was a lot of people that I've heard that had this um, throughout all North America what's to say that a coronavirus that this coronavirus that we're experiencing right now that we're in the midst of didn't start here in, here in the states or here or in Canada it didn't start here go to China where the population is much more dense and numerous mm-hmm able to multiply enough to mutate and become more dangerous and then start breaking out there. What's to say that the that the precursor strain to this strain didn't come from us and then just was lucky enough to mutate in that small amount of time? The thing that I have it it was actually from the uh, from the SARS virus back in twenty thirteen at a Canadian lab. Yeah. So did you want me to actually read this whole um, thing or no? If you want to, I'm gonna I'm gonna precurse it myself by saying that I I don't honestly believe that because there's a lot of it seems like a lot of tinfoil stuff going on. Oh, uh, I mean, this is just something I found. I'm not Discord. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not believable though because I mean let's be honest we have, we're we're in a government run by pedophiles anything's fucking believable at this point. So, anyways, go ahead. I mean, it's a lot. Um, so basically. I, According to this, uh, on June 13, 2012, 60-year-old Saudi man was admitted to a private hospital in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, with a seven-day history of fever, cough, expect- 
expectoration and shortness of breath. I don't know what expectoration. What were they reading that? This is the first box. First box? Expectoration. I don't know what the fuck Expect, that is. Yeah, that's, that's new to me. I have no idea what that is. And then uh, shortness of breath. Fire up the old he, he had no history of cardiopulmonary or renal disease, was receiving no long-term medications, and did not smoke. So that was June 13th. Oh. Uh, oh. Okay. Um, real quick, uh, expectoration is, um, I just looked it up real quick, the action of expectorating or careful with the uh, spain apart here uh ejecting phlegm or mucus from the throat or lungs by coughing hawking or spitting oh that's what my wife does when she's sick <laughs> that's what that's what i do when after a, a very intense vocal vocalist uh, practice session <laughs> yeah okay so then on may 14 2013 a sample of the saudia sars uh from the very first infected saudi patient arrived in canada's National Microbiology Laboratory in Winnipeg and uh, Rotterdam, Netherlands, who sequenced the virus sample. March 2019, a mysterious, mysterious event happened. Uh, a shipment of exceptionally viral vent viruses from Canada, uh, NML, ended up in China. The event caused a major scandal with biowarfare expert, experts questioning why Canada was sending lethal viruses to China. And so four months later, in July 2019, a group of Chinese virologists were forcibly dispatched from the Canadian lab, the only level four facility equipped to handle the world's deadliest diseases where coronavirus sample from the first Saudi patient was being examined. The scientist was escorted out of the out of the Canadian lab building along with them, along with the members of a research team. As long as this with his Chinese biowarfare agent, Doctor Ziango Q. Sounds correct. Yeah, uh, she's married to another Chinese scientist, Doctor Ketting Cheng. The couple is responsible for infiltrating Canada's NML with Chinese agents posing as students from a range of Chinese scientific facilities linked to China, China's biological warfare uh, program. And so Dr. Zango made, a, made at least five trips to the Wunan National Biosafety Laboratory located only 20 miles from the Huanan Seafood Market, which is the epicenter of the outbreak. The Canadian investigation into Chinese biological espionage is going, and questions remain whether previous shipments to can to, or to China of other viruses or other essential preparations took place from 26, 2006 to 2018. And so, essentially, it's this is this is a theory, I guess. Yeah. It sounds like it's it was a a bio weapon. I mean. Again, it could, it could be. It could very well be. Um, with this day and age, we don't we don't know for sure anymore. Um, but I, the only reason why I don't like that is because there's a lot of like what ifs. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of that, details that aren't yeah, there's there. There's a lot of details that you'd have to really dig for. And so I'm calling it a conspiracy right now. But I'm not saying that it can't be true mm -hmm. because it could very well be a true thing. I don't know why Canada and, and China would be cooperating, but 
that's neither here nor there. I mean, it could always be some reason. Um, of course, you know, there are HK riots going on, so there is definitely a motive for China to want to have a bioweapon. However, though, I don't think China would be uh, foolish enough to deploy a bioweapon on mainland China. Well, Hong Kong is not mainland China, it's... but... Is it its own island? I don't know. It is. It's, it's, it is. It is an island. Um, All right. Well, I mean, th- th- there must be a lot of traffic on and off the island, though, isn't there? Oh yeah, it's a, it's an economic. And center. so that that would that's one thing, though. It's like you know, yeah, you could release a bioweapon, but if you got a lot of high traffic going back and forth, yeah. you're just gonna bring it back into your own mainland. It's like it's like detonating a nuke right on your border, and not paying attention to the wind <laughs> that's going to be blowing all the fallout back towards you. It's it's pretty pretty foolish. Yeah. Um, I mean, China is a huge country with a yeah. massive population, but uh, yeah. not the smartest uh, idea. So, um, but another another thing that we have going up with this, and this is and this is what's causing me alarm, and this is what's causing a lot of people alarm, a lot of libertarian anarchist people alarm, especially anyone who isn't part of the alt right that is this country's politics is pretty much on edge because of this. It's the lockdowns. Um, they're necessary. I, I think a lot of them are necessary, especially like the food, the fast food industry and everything. I think that's that's necessary because we, we want to contain the virus. And the whole point of it is it's very infectious. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that's going to catch it through the course of the outbreak. I think what their intention is is to slow it down as much as they can until either A, getting a, getting a vaccine, or B, getting, a, getting the infrastructure ready and necessary enough to be able to withstand the amount of people that are going to get sick from it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think I think it's the vaccine that they're mostly waiting on. Um, Probably. The only thing, though, is now this brings up the question of mandatory vaccination. Yeah. Yeah. That's another problem. You know, and I don't know how... Which, you... I will say, ironically, because I've been kind of chuckling at this, um, I have not heard a fucking peep out of most of the anti-vax crowd ever since this started happening. Like, really? I, I have not I've, heard of people. I mean, I've yet. seen several people uh, that I know are anti-vaxxers. Uh, at least, at least they're making arguments against forced vaccination. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really seen anything specifically about here's the reasons why you shouldn't get the, yeah. the specifically the coronavirus vaccine. I haven't I, seen that yet. I will definitely say um, I myself, I'm already going to get it because fuck that. Fuck being sick. I hate being sick. I can't fucking can't fucking deal with it. Um, my my whole problem with the anti-vax crowd is their math is off a lot of times. No, stop trying to try trying to restart. I think the biggest thing is that I'm I'm. It all depends on what the vaccine is. There's obviously some vaccines that are more beneficial and more necessary than others. Yes. And so yeah, weigh the risks and benefits. It's like you know, what are the chances of getting this disease? I mean, do I really want to? get this uh vaccine or not yeah you know? and a lot of a lot of the vaccines that they have out there are actually like no i do not want to get rubella i do not want to get polio fuck polio i don't want to get that mm-hmm. um you know uh smallpox everything like that i don't want those back i i want those vaccines because those fucking diseases like i mean you've seen their symptoms you've seen what what people who are look like when they're suffering from them they're, it generally looks like fucking hell i don't want those i don't want those diseases i want the vaccine give me the vaccine give me the vaccine i'll take it um but the the whole point with like the lockdowns and everything is um it's a quote 
that I was talking about off mic, and now that we're on mic, um, first it was it was mostly used by Churchill, is credited with the first saying of it, but um, most recently, and it's it's fresh in everyone's mind with this, Rahm Emanuel. For those of you who don't know who Rahm Emanuel is, it's he's an American a politician. He's the uh, current currently he's the mayor of Chicago. Uh, during the Obama administration, he was the White House Chief of Staff. He was a senior advisor to, to Bill Clinton uh, when he was president, and uh, for a bit, he was also running. He was also a uh, representative for Illinois' fifth congressional district. Um, Rahm Emanuel, who, by the way, his policy—I do not like his policy. Uh, he's very anti-gun. I, I'm not surprised that he's very authoritarian either. Uh, because of all of his, you know, his policies that he's already enacted. Um, there is one that, there is one quote that stuck with me on this. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. And what I mean by that is it's an opportunity to do things that you think you could not do before. Mm-hmm. It's an excuse to get away with some sort of action. Yes. Now, and... I remember also off mic that we were talking about we're doing, I was doing some research for the uh, main episode uh, that we're going to be recording after this, was that um, Abraham Lincoln, for instance, uh, was for more or less used slavery as a political opinion. He used... he used he, That and it was a war strategy move. And it was a war strategy move, yeah. And it, uh, everything with the Civil War that the Union did... Other than winning, I do not like. I I'm glad the Confederate lost, because I I I'm, I'm fucking Union, you know. But uh, this is the whole, and that's the whole thing that Lysander Spooter wrote about, and how because of the South yeah. not being able to secede, that the U.S. Constitution is fucking trash. Yeah. Um, Have you read Spooner? I'm just curious. I've I've skimmed a couple of a couple of his uh, excerpts, but I haven't really. Though I'm not really much of a reader. I'm I will sure. say, I oh, I'm not either, but I mean, I haven't read the whole thing, but I at least I read the first, first half. He's a very good writer. I will say he he gets his point across very well. It's just sometimes his, his language yeah. is kind of kind of hard to keep up with, you know? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm kind of chuckling here because I just like, I glanced at my screen and I seen one of the other quotes that Rahm Emanuel has been quoted with. And it's just, Republicans can go fuck themselves. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Right on, bud. Right on. <laughs> but, um, but essentially, uh, what what happened with Lincoln was it was martial law at one point. Um, he was using the crisis to of uh, you know put in martial law, and of course you know the, there, it was a civil war outside. So yeah, you could understand that. But mm-hmm. there's no war here. There's no war going on. Yet, some some people are actually saying this might be a good reason, good way that we can prevent war right now is. By being fucking sick. Yeah. Um. The thing is, though, is I had friend. I have a friend out in uh, Sacramento, and she told me that oh, I want to say it was like a couple days ago that they are now in full lockdown. Uh, pretty much full lockdown meaning what? I like... I she wasn't clear, but I I'm pretty sure she meant level five quarantine. For those of you who don't know what level five quarantine is, it's it's pretty much martial law. That's that's pretty much what it is. So uh, you got people like running around neighborhoods, and if they see anyone, they're gonna fucking force you back to yeah your home. It's it's like hey, it's illegal to go outside, but we're not going to arrest you. We're going to escort you back or to wherever you need to be. It's it's pretty much a blatant, you know, 
blatant fucking slap in the face of individual freedoms and in, in uh, yeah. basic human rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I had a friend out in Minnesota saying the same thing. Um, in fact, actually, three or about a three couple. and a half hours from now, uh, it'll be midnight. And uh, that means that Canada will be formally closing their borders to the United States. Yep. Now, the funny thing about that is that's only the crossings. doesn't mean you can't get into Canada. just means you don't get caught. Kind of <laughs> like the whole thing with the southern border. It's, it's only illegal. It's only illegal if you get, get caught. caught. <laughs> so, um, we actually, I was joking around, but we actually had a plan. One of my, one of my Canadian friends actually tried to get us to jump the border, and I was like, Kind of can't. <laughs> wow. Like, I could go for a swim and get lost, but that's about it. I'm like, they're going to fucking catch me. Um, um, do you still want to keep going on, this, on the virus? Uh, yeah, for a little uh, bit at least. Okay. Because, you know. Um, but the whole thing about lockdowns, though, is uh, there's been there's been a lot of people going around. Uh, there, there's now buying guns. And from what I understand, and I think you told me this. Yeah, yeah did. Uh, a lot of them are actually Chinese-Americans for fear of internment camps, similar to what happened in World War II with the Japanese. Right. Which, I mean, it makes sense. I mean... Because I have seen a few posts about blatantly racist... Chinese Yeah, virus, like Chinese... Is, vi- fucking... I, I mean... I've seen, seen someone... And they, they put up a good, good comparison, because they're like... So you're gonna call you're gonna call it the Chinese virus. That's like calling HIV the black virus or the African virus or the gay virus. What's They're, the American virus? <laughs> That's imperialism. what I was. <laughs> imperialism, yeah. Colonialism. Ah, the American it. virus is the virus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but, um, essentially, essentially, what it is though is I I'm fearing I I find it easy that the United States federal government and even state governments could use this crisis as a way to increase increase their power of, upon the individual and upon and, people. And the thing is, once they get it, they never give it back up once it's over. No. Um, essentially, uh, there's the metaphor of the uh, frog in the pot. Boiling, boiling the frogs, water. yes. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, as it's been a while since I've heard it used. Um, Basically, if you try and put frogs in boiling water, they will immediately jump out. So what you do is you put the frogs in water, room temperature, and then you and you slowly bring it up to a boil. And they don't realize that the temperature yeah. change, and they they die. They, they cooked. Yep. Yep. So that yeah, that's pretty much what happens. Is you just it's when do you draw that line? And for me, it was five miles ago, but no one else wants to fucking step up with me. So yeah. At this point, I'm just kind of chilling out, like, I'm going to wait for someone else to do it because I need solidarity that I don't see. That's the tough part, though, is that's, everything's that's, waiting. That's, that's the whole thing, especially with the left. Um, there's everyone's talking shit. Uh, you get a cab. you get, you know, there's all these people, you know, these people are oppressive. So what are you doing about it? Oh, nothing. It's like the same thing I said last episode in the episodes before of armchair socialism, armchair, you know, people who... All, all theory and no praxis. They don't want to fucking do anything about it. They just want to sit in their fucking chairs and just preach. Mm-hmm. And that's okay if, like, you know, if you, you physically can't because, you know, you have, you're have you disabled in some way or some form. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I I know one of my friends that I associate with, he's actually the uh, leader of one of the parties that I, that I follow most of the time. Um, he He's, he is uh, autistic. He has a dysautonomia. Dis, dis, it's, it's pretty much like fibromyalgia, except on steroids. 
Oh, it's even worse? Oh, dude, he is in pain 24-7. Like, Ouch. I don't blame him. He still goes out and actually physically organizes, though. So, like, it, I mean, I know there's people out there who, like, paralyze and stuff who, you know, might be mobility. And they might not be able to organize as well physically. They can still organize online. And, yeah, in that case, I get it. You know, preach theory. Cool. Then you get people who are, you know, privileged, able-bodied. Who, just who they can like, full on do it, but they, 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 they can won't. full on fucking go out there and organize. They can go out protest in the streets, throw Molotovs like a fucking champ. I don't care. <laughs> they don't. And if if you fucking if you call them out on it, they throw a fit. And it's like, stop telling people to do this because you know, eventually, our oppressors are going to start shooting back. Like it's going to fucking end. Well, someone's going to actually nut up and throw a Molotov, and it's going to hit someone, and now you have bullets flying. And you don't want to be there with that? Like, I understand no one wants to be there in that because you, know, you might get shot. But at the same time, if you're telling people to nut up and fucking go out there and do it yourself or go out there and do it for them, but when it comes to you being like, oh, well, will you be there with me if I do it? And people are like, nope, fuck you. Um, That's the thing is it needs to be a group effort. It needs act. to be a group effort, yes. And that is essentially another thing that I was talking about last week last week, last month, whatever, the last episode, with uh, implementation of it. A revolution is always going to be an authoritarian measure. It's always going to be something of, uh, it's going to be one group of people, <clears throat> one group of people asserting their dominance over another one, or asserting their their freedoms over another one. Now, it's, it's, the, it's the point on how wide is that revolution. Eventually, it can become a complete bipartisan effort which is pretty and, much... And what's the goal of rev- revolution is? Because yeah. the thing is, the, the thing is with a lot of the Bujahedins or Boogalooers or whatever you want to call them. Bujahedin. Bujahedins yeah. is what I've heard. Um, <laughs> the thing is that it's it's more um, conservative, alt-right type of shit. Yeah. Where it's, it's they just want to overthrow it and bring it back to the Constitution or or do something like that. And, and it's like... What I like about it is people don't understand the Constitution. I have no problem with the Constitution these days. In theory, at least. In theory, in theory I think it's a great idea because it's it's a voluntary agreement and it's a living document that, can, that changes over time. As well, we've seen, it's a living document that changes over time. We have two amendments I mean, set up around so, the same fucking issue of prohibition, so... The thing is... The thing is it, it's not supposed to be. Yeah, it's not supposed to be, but it is, and that's why I like about. That's what I like about it. Um, our founding fathers were a bunch of fucking racists. I, I we, uh, we, yeah. we've already agreed on that. Mm-hmm. Um, now whether or not their praxis was in the right place, I don't care. It's they. They were all all slave owners for the most part. You know, only white property owning men can vote. That means that only white property owning men now are the only ones that have a voice in society. And the three-fifths compromise and all yeah. that shit where the more slaves you are technically the more votes you got. I think, yeah, I think the living the living document issue, especially the whole uh, after the civil rights movements, um, especially the women's suffrage because that was like one of the last major parts of voting rights. Yeah. Um, after that, then we can consider the Constitution to be generally a, a good idea. Um... But I think people who are like, we need to bring it back to the olden days, like back to the founding fathers. Yeah, no, those people are, are actively just 
terrible people. I mean, I understand that part, but that they don't mean it in that yeah. way. To be honest, I, I, I do they don't mean they're... let's bring it back to fucking slavery. They, they don't I mean hope it. Not, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if they are, they're a fucking piece of shit. But yeah. but the thing is, when they say that, they want to bring it back to essentially. Do we say what the founding fathers envisioned, and that's very subjective and nuanced too. Yeah. Um, we don't know. Yeah, and the, the the Boogaloo group is is very leaning towards that kind of mentality versus the um, anarchists, where let's stop fucking setting up a government. And that's the thing against minarchism, like. Like the like the at least the ANCAP argument against that is yeah. okay. We'll bring it back to the Constitution that led to this fucking tyrannical state yeah. you hate so much. It's, so it's wouldn't like it just enable it right back again? Yep, it's like a circle of reasoning thing. It's like, all right, so bring it back to the Constitution. All right, and it led to this. And it led to this again. <laughs> Let's bring it back. Okay. The definition of insanity is trying the same thing without changing anything and and expecting to get different results. Yep. Okay, so do you, do you want to go back to the um in the lockdown shit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, we got sidetracked. I, I do have. Well, we still need to go over the Earn Act, and then I have. Yeah. A uh, little something I want to share. So um anyway, so anyway with the lockdowns, and I'm glad you brought brought up the Earn Act because I'm going to try and segue into this. Um, the lockdowns now they're coming in. And they're, they're saying that it's for our good. Now, here or there, it might be, it might not be. Um, I don't trust any, I don't trust the government enough as it is already. And uh, honestly, I, I'm, I'm being stupid right now because I'm not stocking up on ammo. And for myself, I feel like I'm kind of running low. But, that's beside the point. The point is, is the reason why I brought up the Rahm Emanuel quote is right now in Congress, if you're if you're American listening to this, for once I do advise you to get involved in your government. I want you to call your congressmen, congresswoman, congresspeople. Um, tell them tell them that you don't want this. It's called the Earn It Act, and what it is. You can I'm, earn this dick. <laughs> that was bad. I know. I know. That was bad. You made a choice, and that was bad anyway. <laughs> but, but um, anyways, okay. So what the Earned Earned Act is, and I'm reading this right from the Congress.gov uh, website right now. It's uh, to establish a national commission on online child sexual exploitation prevention and for other purposes. Now, that sounds like a great idea. Um, I have one problem with this, though. Ever since Epstein and his little black book, we now know and we have ver- verifiable proof that our government has a pedophile ring running in it. Why are we allowing people who we have reason to believe can gain from child exploitation making a law or making a bill that allows us and it allows them mostly to to see our messages and this is like, like oh I use end to end encryption like you know like Discord signal whatever doesn't doesn't work anymore it's it's, it's a ban on all end to end encryption yes. It's it's not verbatim, but that's what they that's what it's going for. It's doing all the circumventing like they usually do with gun laws. And the reason why I bring up gun laws is because one of the people in this I read off the name of sponsors, and I'm going to read them off to you guys. Miss, uh, first off, Lindsey Graham, who is the majority leader for House right now, 
He's the one sponsoring this. This. Uh, this. I don't. Know, I don't know if he's actually the majority leader. I think Schumer's the majority leader. I know he's he's a big name in the in the GOP right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Blumenthal, who is a Democrat, Kramer, who I, I think is a Republican. I do not know. I mostly if I call him out, I call him out. Um, Feinstein, that was one of the names that stuck out to me. Those of you who don't know, Feinstein is a Californian representative. Uh, she's a Democrat, and she's most notably known for very draconic gun laws. Um, just. Terrible. Uh, most of the California compliant gun laws that you see out there come from the mind of Feinstein. It's she needs to be removed. She's there's no id poll about it. She's not good for the people. She's she's a Democrat conservative. She's not a liberal in the slightest. She doesn't care about you. She doesn't care about the individual. She cares about her pocketbooks, and she cares about what she wants to give her more power. And that's what most of the people on this list. Holly, Jones, Casey, White House, I believe White House is also a Democrat, Durbin, and Ernst. All these people are introducing this bill. I'm not calling any of them pedophiles, because I don't know that. None of the, as far as I know, none of their names pop up in the black book. Yeah. But... What it is, and you can you can go on, you can Google it, you know, look it up, Bing it. I don't know if you guys do use Bing. I'm not. I don't discriminate. But if you use Duck, Bing, go. I'm. If you use Bing, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Bing. <but laughs> Microsoft already has enough. They don't need. They don't need to. You gonna edge it too, or you're gonna edge it? You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna Mozilla get Firefox that, get that it. Slow shit going on. I remember. This is really random, but <laughs> for a joke. On uh, the work, or I'm sorry, the school computers, like when you were in high school, the computer lab, oh, man. they would they would change Mozilla Firefox to uh, Godzilla Firefox. <laughs> I saw several students do that. Ah, uh, yes, the good old days of middle and high school years. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, um, pretty much the wording. If you go around it and you look up a lot of the terminology they use, and if you're familiar with any of the Feinstein bills, um. It's, it's pretty much, it sets up a series of loopholes that it circumvents using terminology that would alert uh, the, the useful idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, the useful idiots was useful or willful idiots. Useful is the way I've always believe, heard it. I believe, yeah. Um, I believe it was something that Lenin actually termed. And it was the, it was the idea of, he was speaking about liberals actually, um, that they will further the ideas of the people. Mm-hmm. And... Obviously, it's being used at way out of context with this, but it's the way that, from what I've seen, Feinstein's bills are set up is that it's a bunch of loopholes centered around one problem that they want to circumvent. And it gets nothing done, except it appears that it gets something done for, that's beneficial to the people, but in reality, it's not. It's actually just beneficial to the government. Um, pretty much what this is, is if you use Discord to organize, if you use... Signal, uh, what was it? Keybase. Keybase, yes. If you use all those, um, all those encryption softwares, everything, doesn't fucking matter anymore. They're gonna know what you're talking about if this passes. It's called the Earn It Act. For those of you who uh, forgot, or if I didn't mention it. This is one of those cases where I guess you can really tell your congressman to fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) Um, if you haven't done your taxes yet, smack a fucking post-it note on that thing when you ship it in. Yeah. Like, fuck you, repeal Earn It. Uh, don't pass it. Don't pass it. Yes, it's not. Um, right now it's uh, 
It's been it's only been introduced. Um, it needs to pass the Senate, and then it needs to pass the House, and then it goes to Trump. And Trump, if he signs it, oh my gosh, fuck him. I mean, do you think he'll sign it? That's I don't know. Because it's it's I would, pedophile, and his name is in the black book. I would not doubt. I I honestly I'm leaning toward he would probably sign it. He would sign it because I can guarantee you all the Republicans are like you want to sign it, and he's just gonna be like, okay, I guess I'm gonna sign it. So. Uh, I, I will I will proudly enact this law. All these child pedophile rings are going to be reduced thanks to me. Thanks to me. <laughs> thanks to me. Now, where's Bill Clinton? I found some nice <laughs> minor down on, down on Pennsylvania Avenue that we can put. <laughs> where's the new pedophile island? <laughs> uh, man, I should, not have, I should not have mentioned Bill Clinton's name there. If I die, I am not suicidal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Clinton, if you're listening, fuck off. David's also not suicidal, by the way, guys. No. I did not kill myself. I will never end up killing myself. Even even though there is proof of me on in the past attempting. I'm not I'm not that I'm not doing nope, that. Anymore. No. Nope. No. Nope. I don't do that anymore. Big fat nope. I have purpose in life now. Um but yeah, anyways, that's the earn it act earn it act for everyone. Pretty much what it means is we're gonna put you in your homes because of a virus we're gonna lock you down and if you try to organize and do it under our nose but we can't see we're gonna fucking pass a bill that will allow us to see. i will say there was a theory, a theory though where you can get around this by creating uh the traditional form of encryption where you make your own symbols yeah and well, code talking but at the it, same time it's way too much effort that will say that's a lot i mean it's a lot harder i mean if you have no other option to to do that i mean you could but for right now, we still got uh, data encryption. So, yeah. I mean, that's our best bet. And so, obviously, we need to not let that bill pass. Yeah. Which reminds me, as soon as, I, as soon as we get off mic with this episode, I'm going to definitely share this entire uh, thing with, um, with all the groups I'm in. Okay. Because I we need this. We need to, we need to pat, make sure people know that this is something that we can't let the government pass. They say it's. They say it's for you know. They always say it's for good they reasons. They say it's for kids, and I hate doing this. I'm sound like a broken record, but let's be honest. Both of us. They brought it, Bo the fifth column, brought this to our attention. He he makes good videos on on stuff Again, like this. If you guys haven't fucking watched them, go fucking watch his videos. They're 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 honestly great. Even if you don't agree with him politically. I mean, I don't. More, with... He's more lib left. But he is very live left, and then he, even at, at his last video of he even said it himself. He's like, I know, I, I know, they don't think I'm live left, but I kind of, you know, I, I love it too because I was watching one video where like some guy was leading him around back, and he's like, I'm probably not gonna get robbed. I mean, look at me, I look like I, I carry. Yeah, really. <laughs> I don't. I look, I, like I, look, I look like a traditional redneck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he, like I said, I wish he just. Expose the democratic base he has so much to yeah. show them how they're so inconsistent. But uh, I mean, besides that, he, he. But yeah, he put he I mean, brought this to everyone's attention, and he said, "Of course, they're gonna they're gonna say it's for the kids because if you're it's an easy you're rallying cry for yeah. useful idiots, you know. If, if you're if you're against it, you're obviously a pedophile, and that's what they're gonna fucking peddle when anyone if any of this catches on and people start countering it." You're a pedophile. That's just going to be what it is. But you got to understand, the government is also a ring. A fucking pedophile ring. 
So why the fuck are we allowing pedophiles to there's also a lot watch of, pedophiles? Like, yeah, there's also... Yeah, literally, this is like a letting a child molester run a daycare. Exactly! I like, mean, that's also stupid. And then there's theories about, too, uh, how CPS fuels uh, the child trafficking ring. It does. It does. Okay. Um, while, we're, while we're on this topic real quick, I'm going to go into this. There was a, there was a report that uh, investigative journalists actually released, and... There has been a series of people, and it's like it's like the Clinton list, um, because if you if you expose it, like if you try to go public with it, if you go try to expose it, the CPS does a lot of things for suddenly foster kids just disappear. I know, seriously, I'm gonna say, how do you fucking lose a kid? Yeah, you're either a really bad parent or you're doing it on purpose. A lot of kids that go into CPS, they're already usually they've already been conditioned to be in abusive relationships because mm-hmm. that's usually you know what CPS does. So it's not a far cry to think that, hey, CPS is you know selling kids off into uh, slavery, into sexual exploit exploitative environments. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very likely. Uh, as to say if that exists or not, I don't have the proof, but I mean it seems. Quite plausible. Of, yeah, it seems like the Clinton list, where it's like, hey, you got all these people saying this has happened, and suddenly they're just dead. Like, wow, look at that. You know? It's, yeah. I, I love how people think, like, oh, that's not suspicious. They just See, the thing is... Like, no, that's suspicious. They died. They died from gunshot wound. Like... I mean, seriously, the thing is with... Well, if, if any... Let's say you got some of these uh, crazy... There's a couple of cases where you have a, a, a parents who foster, like, a shitload of kids. Yeah. Well, if they suddenly just lost a whole bunch of them, people would fucking lose their minds. And yet, when CPS does it, they don't say shit. Yeah, no, no. Um, it's a very big problem that we have, is a lot of people don't pay attention. And I think, again, it's because of the whole don't let a good crisis, or don't let a serious crisis go to race. Mm-hmm. The government does a really good job at smoking mirrors. Look at this while I do this, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, I think that's that's a lot of the problem with it. And again, the only thing I think that we can do to solve it is by fucking guillotining every single one of those motherfuckers. You know, um, stop it right at the source. You know, they can't do it anymore if they they can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but anyways, that's pretty much it for our current events. I'd say. No. No. Uh, do we have something else? Yeah. Well, this is something that I saw. I mean, uh, regarding Bill Gates. Oh. Oh, 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 billionaire stuff. Uh, basically, he came out and admitted that he wants to give everyone a digital ID vaccine to track who hasn't ha- hasn't received the coronavirus vaccine. So this is going back to vaccinations. Oh, uh, yeah, fuck that noise. Um, anything that tracks people, I do, I don't. No. No. Technocracy. No. Or technocracy or whatever it's called. I don't, I don't like the idea. Well, I had a conversation with a friend who we usually talk about, you know, stuff. He's not, he's not, he... You'll meet him. You'll meet him at my wedding. Obviously, he's one of my groomsmen. He's actually, you might know. You haven't met him yet. He's he's a pretty cool guy. Okay. Um, Rourke's, Rourke's and Pontiac. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, he, him and I went back and forth about it, and he said that he thinks that the world's going to end up in an augmented reality here soon. Like uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, Ready Player One, or anything anything like that. It's like, uh, is that a movie? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's also a book too. Uh, pretty much what it is is with this virus going around and everything. He thinks that uh, the because the, the the infrastructure and technology exists out there to you know virtual reality like kind of plug into a virtual world and exist. Sort of like the, the actual matrix. Yeah, kind of like that. 
Um, I don't think it's ever going to be possible. But at the same time, that that can obviously be a way to do it. Because, you know, it's fucking Bill Gates, you know. Yeah, and so this is this is the problem always when when if you let the government or any government yes. have the right to inject something into your body is that they they will slip something in there. Um, it, eugenics is also another thing. Yeah, about that mm-hmm. uh, sterilizing agents they could put. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my biggest fears about vaccines, honestly. The sterilizing well, agents. Sterilizing agents, yes, because one of my biggest dreams is I I do want to have kids of my own one day, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, and. uh fucking do that if I'm sterile, you know. Yeah. It won't be mine, you know, and then I'll be off a fucking cock all the time, you know. Yeah. So, but, like, there's there's a lot of things that go about it. I'm, I'm still very pro-vaccination. Like, I think we, people should be vaccinated. They so. should, you, people, you shouldn't be encouraged to vaccinate. Yes, yes. Now, uh, maybe not forced, but as for me, I, I feel like, I feel like that's everything that everyone should be doing. Uh, mostly because if, it's kind of personal for me because, you know, being, being high functioning autistic, I uh, a lot of people say that oh it causes vaccines. Which the whole thing with that is, it was one paper by one scientist who had no evidence on it and it was immediately debunked. And everyone says, oh well, one paper over a thousand papers. And it's like this paper I'm gonna believe. These papers are wrong. It's like okay, um, interesting. And then it's. It's, it's, it's an ableist a- aspect of it because I would rather have an autistic child who is living and sure, I might have to pay money for medicine and, and therapy and counseling, but I'd, I'd rather have a, a rather physically healthy child than one who can't fucking walk because he got polio at the age of five and is paralyzed from the waist down. You know what I mean? Like I know what you mean. I think we can both agree that there's, more research is always good, though. Yes, more research. Research is always knowledge is power, pretty much. That's that's what I always bring everything. Uh, down to. One of the one of the YouTubers I, I watch uh, this goes goes by the name of Filthy Heretic. He did a good video on on vaccines. That sounds like such a great name. Filthy Heretic. Yeah. Filthy, you fucking filthy heretic. Yeah. Anyway, he did a really good video. As an insult. He 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 did a really good video explaining that, um, and I think he was very 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 fair. With the whole vaccine debate, uh, that's my two cents. Yeah, but anyways, uh, before we before we get off topic on the whole uh, vaccine and everything, I think we, I think it's a good wrap up right now, right? Unless I, you got anything else? Uh, I don't think I have anything else. I think that was it. That was one thing I did I, mean, I did see and I wanted to mention though. I mean, a footnote is uh, I don't know if you've seen this. It was right before the outbreak and everything sort of everything started going to shit. Uh, by the way, we're finally at peace in Afghanistan. If, hey. you believe it, if you believe it, if you believe it, for three days, if you believe it. Yeah, supposedly. Uh, oh, those of you who don't know. No, we're not done. Federal Reserve. What about it? Lowering interest rates money, to, to near money, money for go <laughs> Lowering interest rates to almost fucking zero, and then they dumped what one point three trillion, and it was I, gone. And I believe the number fucking, was up to three trillion. And it was a stimulus package. They're like, we need to save the market. Fucking dump three trillion in there and watch it all disappear. It, within a collectively about an hour. And yeah, a half. yeah. It was just, it was just gone. And so, this is the fucking problem with having a state fiat currency. And I th- the Fed. I think this is definitely in, in your area because this is what happens when you have a state meddling in capitalist affairs, and this is definitely also in my area too because this is what happens when you know you have a state. I mean, meddling. it's currency, so yeah. And also, you know. Th- 
I, I get really irritated when people ask, like, Medicare for all, like, how, how would we afford that? And, like, the numbers are in the billions. See, I get it. That's kind of pricey. But here we are dumping $3 trillion into a fucking black void. And, like, oh, how will we afford it? <laughs> I don't know. Gee, throw another $3 trillion in that fucking coal burner over there. Let's see if it burns any brighter. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is the thing is that the Fed can just print money. Endlessly. Yeah. yeah. And the more that supply, the devalues the dollar. It's hyperinflation. Yep. And it's it's going to end up leading the country to ruin. Which dollar is going to collapse but... eventually. It's it has to. Yeah, what it the only the only is... the only thing questioned is how fast is is, is the collapse going to take? Is the collapse going to be slow and gradual, or is it going to be all of a sudden boom? And then we got to find something else to to work around. I feel I feel this virus might be a catalyst to to have that happen. Honestly, it's possible. I think the more and I don't know, 2020 is really shaping up to be a hectic fucking year. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh my god, I can't wait. I, can't, I just can't wait till the summer so that everything can calm down. It seems like this spring is going to be really fucking chaotic for me. If you're hearing the wedding, the fucking virus. This is the most important election of our lifetime. They said that in 2016. They said 2016 that in, was a lot more important. They said that in 2020. Oh, the, funny, the funny thing is, is a lot of people are saying now, um, and I'm kind of agreeing with them. Now, there, I had a debate, a little bit of an argument, and uh, it was something, it was something about the election. And I mean, we couldn't save this, but I'm, I'm gonna say it right now. I'm probably okay. gonna reiterate myself in the actual episode. Um, yeah, it's it's very fastly looking like it's gonna be Biden and uh, Biden and and Trump. And Trump. Yeah, I'm fuck Biden, dude. And Biden, Biden's fucking terrible. I'm surprised his name's not on the black black book. And if it is, I'm I'm not surprised. Dude, have you seen how much how fucking creepy he's, he is with younger kids? He's very he's very oh yeah he is he's a straight up pedophile. I don't doubt it. Um, and this he he oh did you see when he bitched out that uh, Detroit worker? Yeah. With the AR-14. Someone someone fucking got on my shit because I I said that uh I said that you know I I came out of his defense I'm like yeah he's like well you're not then you're not a you're not an actual leftist and I'm like. No, I, I'm way more fucking left this dude's than you. working class. He's in a fucking union, and he wants his guns. I'm like, working class, proletariat, in a union, syndicalist, he wants his guns. He wants his fucking guns. Well, I've seen no problems with this, according to Marx. I see no problems with this, according to any leftist theorist, at all. So, and I think it, the guy was, it was more or less on a basis of he didn't want white middle class people and he never fucking he never specified his position so he was just getting dragged constantly and he was like oh well this is my thing i think i showed this to you it was it was a it was a couple weeks ago i was fucking slamming my head against the wall with this guy because he was just not listening but um yeah i seen that and it was it i i stand with the uh the uh the auto worker because you know i'm one myself so. mm-hmm. yeah um I think okay, yeah. I think the Federal Reserve was the last thing that we we had to talk about. Yeah, but essentially though, um, with Biden and Trump, uh, Biden is not the leader the left wants. No. Um, the reason being is he doesn't support MFRA, he doesn't support housing, he doesn't support anything left wants. He he actually supports restrictions on them. This man is a conservative in all fucking facets except for the name. He might as well just be a Republican. This this election, as it's shaping up to be, if Bernie doesn't win the nomination, is going to be a conservative versus a conservative. And the problem with that being 
is if anyone on the left who is supporting Sanders votes for Biden, you're not a fucking progressive. You're just a liberal who cares about humans more than the next guy. And you're, you're, you need to fucking, you need to analyze your political decision. Are you, are you conservative who puts money or or puts profit motive over basic human rights? Or are you someone who actually wants to consider human rights when considering things? Um, I, again, I believe to my core, everyone should have every other basic needs provided for. Mm -hmm. So, um, Biden doesn't provide that. Now I have an Australian friend who said he'd rather have Trump for four more years because Trump is incompetent as shit than have Biden for eight. And the reason he used this is because you get Biden for eight years, okay? He's not going to do anything. He's not going to do anything progressive. And then you get another fucking Republican because that's how it goes. You get Republican for eight years, Democrat for eight years, Republican for eight years, Democrat for eight years. It never fucking changes. It's the status quo. And the thing about that is now you have 16 years of regressive policies you're looking at if you get Biden. But with Trump, you can you can take the four years and you can fight him again in 2024. And he's going to be incompetent. So, yeah, he's going to do a lot more damage domestically, but foreign? He's not going to go out and fucking start any more wars. He can't fucking do that. He's incompetent. Mm-hmm. He can't. His foreign policy as the United States will be more damaged if Trump has four more years than Biden. Because Biden's going to ramp up that imperialism back up to fucking 10 like 100%, you know. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that's just something that I wanted to cover up. Um, All yeah. right. I think that's it for our current Great, events thanks. episode, right? I believe so, yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, check out our, our latest episode coming up, episode four.